Dear world, per the usual, it is a Tuesday night and I babysat later than expected, so I'm going to record in the car. Um, yesterday, no, two days ago was Orphan Sunday, and today, when I'm recording, so Tuesday, November, what is it? Tuesday, November 9th is World Adoption Day, and if you are on social media and in the adoption realm at all, you'll see pictures of smiley faces on people's hands. And I love this idea. I also saw a lot of posts, and I actually, a couple years ago, did a post that was less, like, <laughs> cheery and fun on this day. Because um, a lot of adoptees and adoptive families think that the smiley face um, kind of gives the wrong impression. Now, I totally understand that, and like I said, I posted this a while, like a couple years ago, with half a smile and half a frown, because adoption is complexity. Adoption is both and. Adoption is bittersweet. Adoption is all of these things. Um, so, that's what we're going to talk about today. How adoption is a smiley face on our hand, and also the hardest thing that anyone could sign up for. Um, so I'm going to talk about it from a little bit of a different perspective. I think, um, a lot of people don't see this view and it was one of the hardest things that I experienced when I was in China. Um, and this is not like a universal truth, but it is very, um, there are so many situations where this is seen. And if you watch the documentary that I shared about on Instagram, um, on Saturday, Sunday, I don't remember. Anyways, whichever day it was, there's this documentary on Netflix called Bound, and it is um, chronicling these girls who were adopted who find out that they're cousins, and they're gonna go on like a trip to China together to like revisit, you know, like where they were from and the orphanage and whatnot. And two of them are looking for their birth parents, one of them isn't. Um, so. But one of the pieces of that story that hit so close to home for me was that they met a couple of the nannies from um, the orphanage and like that had taken care of these girls and they interviewed them and talked about that and that was obviously my experience of being um, in the orphanage and so that's some of what I want to share about the, the both and of being so, so excited that this baby now has a forever family and a home to go and live in and be loved and like not live in an institution anymore. All of these great things while you have also loved and cared for this baby and there's grief in saying goodbye. Um, so I have a couple different stories of this um, and even my own like experience with it. So um, the first couple adoptions we had when I was there were international adoptions, both families that I'm still in communication with and like visit and talk to quite frequently. And it is the dearest thing to my heart. Um, obviously I hadn't known those girls a super long time because I got there and, um, and oh my gracious, sorry, someone had their bright on. <laughs> I got there at the end of May. The first little girl left in July and the second in August. And so 
Um, like, I knew, you know, obviously I knew them. I built relationships with them. I knew from the get-go that these girls were being adopted. So I did actually um, do quite a bit of, like, not inner work, but, like, what is the word? I was very intentional with, like, spending time with them, speaking English to them, which one of them actually is from a Spanish-speaking family. Um, they live in the States, but they're bilingual. And anyways, it's incredible because now she speaks Spanish and she, she looks at me and will say something and be like, why does this woman not understand me? And I just keep thinking about the fact, obviously she probably doesn't really remember talking to me in China, but like, oh, this child spoke to me in Chinese in China and I didn't understand her. And now we're in the States and she's speaking to me and she's like, why do you not understand anything anyone says? Um, which is kind of the story of my whole life. So, um, it makes me laugh, but we are able to communicate. I know, you know, I can understand more Spanish, just like Chinese. I can understand more than I can speak. Um, and she knows some English and in the same way can understand more than she can speak. So anyways, these first two, um, I like was, yeah, made intentional effort to like, you know, be with them, speak English with them, all of the things. And the, it was such a unique experience for me to see these nannies say goodbye to these babies. Um, one of them, um, we had for a shorter amount of time, but that still, that doesn't matter. We, they like had honestly been through so much with her medically that like, and even if they hadn't, like there was just such a tight bond. Um, and seeing the nannies cry was so hard because it was like there is so much joy in the fact that she's getting this family but they also loved her so much and like what a gift it is to know that she was loved and what a gift it is to know that like her while there is a lot of like unknown and a lot of trauma and a lot of whatever these girls who were adopted like were so loved before they left like they were going from love to love now does it look different to love as a parent than to love as a nanny in some ways yes now I also believe that these women like these women are so sacrificially loving it is unreal and beyond what I can ever understand and like one of the greatest things about learning Chinese is that I will be able to communicate better with them and oh, I'm so excited for that part of being able to speak Chinese because these women are incredible and um yeah it's like they give themselves to this job and they sacrifice time if they have families of their own with them like one of the nannies um, that I'm friends with on WeChat, like, she has a couple grandkids, and, like, one of, she just had, like, a new grandbaby, and so cute, and, like, but she, she sacrifices time with her own family to love these kids, and, like, it's just incredible. So, anyways, there's, like, this grief that I was not expecting of, like, which, duh, like, if you, if we sit down and think about it, oh, yeah, it went arch, when our, children that we're adopting, whatever, are in a loving environment, like, there will be grief from that side as well. With all of the joy that comes, there's also grief. It's kind of, like, it's just so interesting to me, and I wish, 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 wish 
that that was the story of every adoption. That every every orphanage, every birth family, every situation started with like obviously there's some sort of deprivation, there's some sort of a trauma that leads the child to you know be in the orphanage or be placed for adoption, you know, by birth parents or and then the foster care system's a whole other thing that I can't even begin. So <laughs> anyways, but like to know that like even though there was this disruption, even though there was this this trauma that there is some underlying of love in their in the beginning of their story, their story pre-family. Um, to know that there was love is so special. And um, to be an eyewitness of that is even more special. Like, it blew me away. And then there was the day, and I'm going to cry now, um, went in January, so I had been there for a long time. And our... Um, youngest baby girl was adopted domestically um and I got a better view of what the nannies go through because while I am connected to the families here I had no way to be connected with the families there I never met them I mean I like saw them in the hallway when they were leaving um but like I'm not friends with them on Facebook I can't like or, or even WeChat like it's a very different thing, and that's how the nannies there feel. They they aren't connected with these families over here. Um, there are situations where that is able to happen, which is incredible. And, like, I even will update um, the nannies when I am with the kids. Um, I'll, like, send them pictures, like, oh, I'm visiting with so-and-so right now. Um, but I was able to see a little more from their perspective of, like, oh, she is gone, and I'm never going to know anything else. And that ripped my heart out. Like, the, uh, the whole situation was, like, crazy. Like, so families in China will, like, come and, like, they have to do a bunch of, like, paperwork and interviews and blah, 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 blah. They also, and this is terrible, and it's, I, yeah, just, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Know that I don't approve of it, but I can't even put into words all of the things about it so families will come and like walk around to the different rooms and basically shop for a baby which is all the things that you're thinking and more and I can't so um and this family had done that and so then I walk in one morning and my um my boss says um Oh, I always said the child's name. This child is being adopted today. And I was like, stop. Full stop. No, not a choice. Obviously, it's not my decision. So it was a choice, and it's what happened. But I was like, oh, my Lord. Okay. And so, um, you know, I spent some time with her that day. And then I came back after nap time, and there was a man in the hallway wearing her you know, the little baby carrier, which was adorable, but also like, oh, okay, this is, this is it, and she was gone, and I don't know how she is, and I don't know where she is, uh, actually, I know she's in Beijing, but, and I, like, I don't know anything else, and that is so hard, it's so hard, because I loved her so much, and I saw her grow from 
so she was born in April, and then I was there in May, June, whatever, like, I watched her grow up, and, like, she was, so, January, however old, like, you know, like, these big milestones happened with, with her, and then now she's gone, and, like, there is something to say about the need for adoption, like, trauma is trauma is trauma, but, like, and, like, prenatal trauma, and early childhood, like, early, early under one trauma is, like, a real, real thing that, like, 100% is the cause of so many things, and people don't want to talk about it, people don't want to acknowledge it, they want to give all these other reasons for why things are happening, and I'm like, can you just think about how your child, what, like, what your pregnancy was like, the trauma that was put on your child, Oh, anyways, this is not the tangent I need to go down right now, but it makes me so fired up, um, <laughs> but anyways, so, like, it is very good for a child to be adopted under one, like, 100%, there, but there, that doesn't mean there's nothing that has already happened, because there is, there's a million things, um, but to be, a, to establish a child in a family before the age of one is also, um, great, because they're, there's still these, like, foundational things that can happen, um, anyways, sorry, so many tangents that I want to go down, but I can't, um, because no one wants to hear me ramble about it for a super long time, um, but anyways, like, that heartbreak was so real, and that reminded me more than any, uh, not, maybe not more than anything else, but, like, so profoundly that, like, God is writing the story, not me, and that is good, and he is good, and, like, yeah, that's, like, so important, like, I think to myself, um, not what a wonderful world, but kind of, sometimes, um, I think to myself, like, okay, Leanne, if she had not been adopted that day in January, the country would have gone in lockdown, and she wouldn't have been adopted for a long time after, so, like, can we be thankful for that? And let's be thankful for these families who are adopting domestically there and opening people's eyes to that and allowing people to see what it looks like to bring a child into their home that isn't theirs, but they can love them. And they like all of these things that are like culturally the shift that can happen because of that. Um, so yeah, it like really reminded me that like God is writing a per like a beautiful story that isn't always what I think it should be, and that goes to everything that happened when I was in China and since, um, but, like, I think that is so, so true of adoption, of when we say yes, when we, when you make that yes, and you choose that this is going to be your child, and you are going to love this child, you don't know what happened yesterday, and you, like, you can't decide what's going to happen tomorrow, but, like, we are, I'm going to cry again, sorry, friends, lots of feelings, like, we are going to choose to love this child today, no matter what happened yesterday, and no matter what happens tomorrow, and, like, for so many of these kiddos, yesterday is beyond what we could imagine, I mean, it is, it's, that's the reality of the situation, is that, like, so many of these kiddos yesterdays are dark, and horrible, and filled with things that we can't imagine, um, even if they were in a loving, caring, room in an orphanage, it's still trauma, like, I, like, there just is no way around that, and 
like that is going to play out and it might not play out when your child is three and they come home and it might not play out when your child is six and starting school but it might and it more than likely will when your child turns 13 and is already asking all these questions about who am I uh, like all of us do at 13 when we have hormones raging through our bodies that we don't understand and um, I mean it breaks my heart the amount of um, depression that is found in the adoptee community um, the amount of suicide I mean friends it is unreal um, and that's why post-adoptive support is so so necessary the more I'm living the life that I'm living the more I'm like okay so a lot of apparent like a lot of what God is calling me to do is post-adoptive care and I don't know totally what that looks like and I don't know how uh, like in some ways I don't know how I'm going to get there but that is what God is calling me to because he's putting me in situation after situation where it is showing me how little things could help um which is really special and like so important to me and so like dear to me that I feel this calling like anyways um this is um and so yeah I just think as we as we think about adoption as National Adoption Awareness Month World Adoption Day all of this we can never um it's never just the smiley face but it's also never just the frowny face like even one of the kids that I'm that I work with um close with their family whatever you want to say um like there's a lot of trauma there's a lot of trauma and a lot of of hard behaviors but that doesn't like this hard day does not define her life and this hard day does not define their family it does not mean anything like it is just there is just so it's just hard and like that's okay and we need to say that that's okay and it doesn't need to be sunshine and rainbows all the time because it isn't going to be and it's not that with parenting bio kids either um but people have it's just a different thing and people feel like because of what's shown on social media particularly for adoptees uh, or for like adoptees and adoptive parents like oh we have to like make this seem really cute and fun for everybody else and that is a lie straight from the pit of hell because it you cannot like it is it is not that for anyone but I feel it makes me so angry that our society has made that a thing especially for these families because it is unfair to other people when they feel like that because of social media and so when they are having a really terribly hard time with their child they feel like failures because everyone else is only showing their success um which is just the truth of all social media but it's just infuriating um and I've sat with moms in tears because they feel like why does no one else feel like this and I'm like but they do and it's just yeah so post-adoptive care being in community with other adoptive families, so much important stuff. Um, to end this episode, I just want to ask that you guys pray for adoptive families around the world. I think the gift of domestic adoption in some of these other countries is so, oh, it's like beyond, it's my, one of my favorite things. And I wish, um, there was more like people talking about it and like, reports on it and things I could read about it because I love it and I think it's so important to these um these cultures 
Um, I was praying for them, praying for the families in the States. I talked last time, there was a, a huge tragedy in the Chinese adoptive community. It was beyond. Um, and just, again, talked about, really reminded us all of the fact that, like, post-adoptive care is needed because none of this is easy. And, um, yeah, praying for these families. I share all the time about my family in Texas. They got a kidney, and I'm through the roof about it. Um, I think the surgery is on the 18th now. I can't remember. And so, um, yeah, I am so excited about it. And if you would be praying for them, the sweet boy's name is Mateo, and he will be getting his kidney soon. So if you all would be praying for him and the whole family as they go through this, that would be so, so kind. Um, as always, follow along on social media. Um, it's all in the description. I did not do an episode on whatever day that was, Friday, because, again, babysitting times and all of it is a little much. This week I will, and we're going to finish up Magician's Nephew because there's only three chapters, and I just think... Let's just do it all, and so good, these last three chapters, and then leading into The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, so good. Um, I talked on social media this week about Goods and Better and their um, Black Friday stuff that's coming out. It's so good, so good. I'm so excited for it. So make sure you are following along so you get all of that information. Um, I would love to hear any one's stories about how they have been impacted by adoption or foster care or orphan care or any of the things. So if you have, reach out on social media or email me at the email that's in the, um, whatever it's called, the description of this. Um, I'd love to hear your stories. Or if you're an adoptee, I'd love to hear your story. I think we need to give more people a platform to share. So, think about that, and <laughs> thank you in advance for all of your prayers. Um, I am love that this uh, platform allows me to invite others to pray for specific families and just the general need of prayer for all adoptees and adoptive families and all of the things. So, thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Love, Leanne.